Hi there, welcome back to Journeys. I'm Jeremy Bacon, the CEO and founder of Synapse Software Labs. We're here today talking with Christy Ross, who is the co-CEO and president of Tasty Trade, uh, an amazing company headquartered in Chicago that if you haven't heard about yet, uh, well, you've missed out because it's an amazing business and they're doing really, really cool things. So, so we're really excited to be here today talking with you about your journey and the journey of Tasty Trade, both where it's been and where it's going. Yeah, so first of all, thank you for having me on. Of course, yeah. Um, and thank you for all the kind words about Tasty trade. I well, love all, it. We're all words. very passionate yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, we love what we do. So why don't we do this? Let, let's start off by kind of going back in time a little bit in the journeys machine and, and go back to where it all began for you. Um, not with Tasty Trade, but even before that. Let's, okay. I'd love to just sort of run through your career a little bit so that our audience has a sense to, uh, of where you've been and what you've done. Sure, sure. So um, starting out, out of college, I actually went into public accounting because mm -hmm. I had no idea what I wanted to do. <laughs> and, and I figured with um, my background, meaning uh, you know, math and finance, and I was good at accounting, I was good at math, sort of a math geek from that standpoint, yep. um, going into something I was good at and also something that I could actually get exposure to a lot of different companies. Mm -hmm. uh, and it did, it, it absolutely served that purpose. Um, as I entered public accounting, I was exposed to the financial markets. And in a short amount of time, I realized that's where I needed to be. Yeah, that's the industry that is, um, you know, it's ever changing and the energy level sort of matched my energy level. Mm -hmm. um, I'm highly, highly competitive and have played sports my whole life. And it really sort of, um, I could tell it, it fit my personality. It fit, uh, it, it really fit in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So. Well, there's something special about the markets. I think, I think uh, I followed a very similar path and was sort of wooed by the siren song of the markets when I was in school as well. And it, caught me like a tractor beam and sucked mm -hmm. me into that world and I you know I've never I've never left it um, even though we've done stuff in and around the area like it's it's an it's an it's exciting addictive, fascinating right yeah, it, is. It, is, it's, it is it is it's um it it does it draws you in mm -hmm. and there are some people that don't like change this is constant change it's constantly moving yeah. and um, that's sort of the epitome of who I am I, it, I need to constantly be challenged and constantly moving forward or I, I just go crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I, the worst thing in the world is sitting around yes. right yep absolutely <laughs> it is can't stop yeah yes amazing all right so out of school went into mm -hmm. became a became an accountant right became an got accountant. exposure to the markets yeah, so yeah. this is really great yeah and so I actually ended up um, I, I have a belief that uh, opportunity is all around you yeah. you know pay attention and when uh, when something's there you need to grab it so I had an opportunity to be a CFO at a very young age, at 25. Um, it wasn't in the financial markets at that time. It was a client that I worked on. And I just I couldn't pass up that opportunity. I was like, you know what? When am I going to have the opportunity to, to be a CFO other than continuing to work my way uh, right, yeah. into that position? So I, I jumped off and I, I, I took that job. Um, it was a wonderful experience, but I've learned about myself that I will, I, I'll do anything almost for two or three years, mm -hmm. um, but I, I'll jump in, learn everything I can learn. The second year, I apply what I've learned and, and improve, and then the third year, I'm going, I'm bored. Yeah, right. <laughs> I need something more. Uh, so that's sort of what happened. I jumped back off after that, that time period, and um, 
went back to, to, to be closer to the financial markets, uh, launched my own practice mm -hmm. and shared office space with other attorneys and CPAs. And I um, had a lot of clients that were traders again and got had the opportunity to work with uh, a stock specialist firm on the Chicago Stock Exchange floor and actually worked my way into the CFO position there. So then I was, aha, I was finally in the financial markets, right. like really good. I wasn't yeah. trading on the floor, but mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, basically uh, running everything, you know, upstairs and I yeah. was uh, backward and forward. So, yeah. so you, got, you got to watch and participate all day long yes. and then make sure that everything was running smoothly in the background. So you can come back again tomorrow yeah. and watch it again <laughs> there and, and you be go. part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 so it was, um, it was really, uh, when I look back at my career, you know, I've been in and around the, the trading industry for about 25 years. And uh, in the course of my career, have been through almost 25 mergers and acquisitions and capital raises. Mm -hmm. And that has been, um, w thinking back now and really putting numbers to it, I, I'm like, wow, that's a long time. And I love everything that I've learned. I've been able to sort of build off of um, you know, it's really a building block, right? Mm -hmm. It really is a journey. Yeah. You know, you're, you're constantly moving forward and learning from your, your past experiences. But the big thing, um, the, the, the one thing that I'll say is one of the most important things about any job or any um, career move, pay attention to who you're working with because people really matter. I loved the people I worked with on the Chicago Stock Exchange floor. Mm -hmm. But it, um, I, I had to make a life choice when I started having small kids. And I just couldn't travel as much as I was traveling mm -hmm. in that position. Um, so I had to make a really difficult sort of life choice. And um, you know, I took out my pen and paper and, and drew the line down and the middle your, with the your, pluses and your, minuses, yeah, right? Your pros and cons. <laughs> my pros and cons. Yeah. I um, can see you being a little Leslie Nope-like yeah. if you've ever watched Parks and Recreation, <laughs> one of my favorite shows of all time. But like, yes, you have to do that. You yeah. have to, but it's you important. have to weight them too, yeah, of course. right? Yeah. And yeah. and um, it was it was that that moment not only of oh my God, as a as a mom, mm -hmm. you know, I should be home with my kids, I should be raising my kids, or I should be in this position, but I can't be away from them. And instead, it was like, you know what, I can sort of have it all. And if I, if I um, find a position you know, here in Chicago that I don't have to travel as much. Mm -hmm. And I still remember that, uh, that first day I, I interviewed with Tom Sosnoff and Scott Sheridan, who were the co-founders of Thinkorswim. Yeah. So it's an online broker. And, um, and I, uh, I remember sitting with him and said, okay, so first of all, I'm not going to travel. I have small kids. <laughs> and I, I said, I'm, uh, and they're like, that's okay, we don't care. And I said, second of all, um, I'm, I'll come in, I'll get you ready. They had just taken capital. Mm -hmm. I'll come in, I'll get you ready to be bought by a public company or, um, or to go public. Because that's essentially, of course, what the investors wanted. Of course it was. And um, I said, but it, it, I'll tell you right now, if there's not enough going on after like two years, I'm probably going to leave in two or three years. I just, and I laid it on the table because yeah. by then I sort of knew my MO and, mm -hmm. and how I was wired. They're like, yeah, 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 no problem. Okay, so 13 years <laughs> right. later, Tom and I are still together. <laughs> yeah, as I say, and that was, that was a fateful conversation because, and it, but for, for the right reasons, because they got you, you got them, and that's, I think, one of the keys. We've talked about this a little bit, right, to, to building a team and working with a team mm -hmm. is 
you have to be able to articulate things like this. Mm -hmm. You have to be upfront and direct about and transparent right. about what you're doing, yeah. what you're good at, what you want yeah. to do, what you can bring to the table and yeah. everything else. Especially when you're starting something out or, or coming into an existing team. Right. Um, regardless of the level, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need to know what they need and you need to know what you can offer and where those where those boundaries are going to be so that exactly. you can perform at your best. Well, and it's it's funny. I'm going to it applies to this, but there yeah. is a piece of um, advice that that someone said to me. They said know your narrative so people know how to interact with you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Be able to articulate and communicate your narrative so someone knows how to interact. It's sort of the same thing here. If you articulate what you're good at and ultimately what your narrative is, sure. essentially, people know how to tap into you. People know how to best use you, right? right? And, and how you apply to the situation. But it's, it's, it's funny because as I came in as a CFO, um, and I did all the CFO things, uh, I was very strategic in nature too. And so one of the things I loved the most um, is Tom and I worked on deals together mm -hmm. and strategy together. And I think that within Thinkorswim, you know, we went through six mergers and acquisitions in six years. Yeah. And that was something that um, I, I, again, I paid attention to, wow, that's where my passion is, not crunching numbers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So my passion is strategy and within, uh, you know, the financial markets and that industry. Yeah, finding the um, deal and then going execute yeah, the deal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, so the the in going through the different M and A over that time period, the very last one was selling um, Think or Swim to TD Ameritrade, TD Ameritrade back right. in two thousand and nine mm -hmm. um, for three quarters of a billion dollars. Yeah. Um, nice number, nice exit. Uh, we felt we were actually worth more, uh, but the market had crashed, and we were a public company prior to that. So. Right. Um, it is what it is, right? right, and right it right. was a good deal. It was a great um, relationship, and we helped uh, we we helped transition the company um, over the course of of that time, and then jumped off. Tom actually had um, a wonderful idea to just make finance fun and actionable, and I was like super excited. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm in, yeah, right, <laughs> right? right? And we truly threw spaghetti at the wall. There was a brown, so, and then I'm talking about Tasty Trade now, so right, starting right, Tasty exactly. Trade, right? In 2011, uh, we had uh, rented a brownstone all the way down to the dishes. Said, keep everything where it is, we don't know if this is going to work. And truly throwing spaghetti at the wall and trying a lot of different things. We almost launched with um, more, of a, more of a podcast, no video, right? Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we saw the trends in video, in video online right. video, um, just skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah. And back at that time, back in 2000, 2000, 2011, with YouTube, there were 24 hours of video being uploaded every minute. And you look at now, and right. you're talking about you're talking about maybe 400 hours of exactly. video being uploaded I, I was every minute. Say, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Exp it's, it's grown exponentially, and yes. it still continues to yes. grow at that same exactly. rate. So it was definitely the right call when you did it back in '11. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you don't always know that, well, right? Of you don't you always don't know, know you're yeah. making the right choice, but it, it but sure looks But you see the trend, like and you say, you know what? Let's let's let, if we're going to make a bet, let's make a bet on a big trend yeah. that, that at least one that looks like it's going to continue. Yeah, to exactly. So yeah. Well, that resulted too. I mean, it wasn't just one show either, or one one video like you at Tasty Trade have created a whole series of different quite frankly if you've not seen the content like really good stuff 
Uh, and I mean, growing up as a trader myself, like I still go to the site, I still listen to the videos, I still watch mm -hmm. the stuff because it's, I mean, every day you're putting out amazingly great content that, yeah. that's really actionable and good for your audience. And I, I totally agree and I appreciate you saying that. I mean, it's we true. do eight hours of live programming every day mm -hmm. talking about the financial markets. Um, and teaching as well as helping someone, because a lot of times you'll take a class and you go, right. I don't know what to do now that the right. class how is Right, what's the straddle again? And yeah. what am I, how do I put yeah. that on and take it off and, and de-risk it? Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. And instead, we actually show you how to apply that in the current markets, mm -hmm. right? So right. it's this constant engagement. Mm -hmm. um, but we have 40 different shows. Yeah. And, and one of the shows that, that I actually do, so I, Tom does a, a very large part of the, the content. Mm -hmm. um, he hates when I say this, but he's like the Howard Stern of finance. <laughs> I say that all the time and he, he really, he cringes. He's, yeah, well, he's got I, the beret and the long hair. I can see why he would cringe. Because <laughs> so, he's it, so different. <laughs> Just kidding. He's we, totally the Howard Stern of finance. He is. <laughs> in he a totally good way. is. Yeah. Right, in a good way. Yeah. Um, but we have over a dozen like on-air personalities yeah. and the one show I do is Bootstrapping in America, so mm -hmm. very much like what you're you're doing here. And I, I love talking to entrepreneurs. I love hearing the different stories that they have because there's always a takeaway. There's always something you can learn from any interaction with with anybody you you um, anybody you interact with, right? So yeah. Well, so speaking of that, you know, thinking back over this over over your career, right? As you were making your decisions, laying out your plan, thinking about what you wanted to do and how you wanted to do it and how you wanted to achieve balance for yourself in work and life and. and per personally and professionally rather, what, who were some of the people or what were some of the experiences you had that sort of, that, that really stuck out for you that yeah. changed maybe your perspective or, or, or opened your eyes in a new way? Right, oh boy, I actually have, there's a number of them. Um, the, uh, boy, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you two yeah. quickly. Um, one actually started very early. My, I'm gonna say my, my high school volleyball coach and she, um, uh, so I, I played sports my, my whole life, mm -hmm. you know, volleyball, basketball, track, uh, softball in the summer. And uh, she was my volleyball coach, but she was also my track coach. So I was great at volleyball, really passionate about it. And um, track, I was okay. Like, yeah, I was a good runner, this. but yeah. not yeah. great. And she wanted me to run the 440. And sure. I just told this story the other day. She wanted me to run the 440. So I go, okay, I'm in. And I, just, and I went and I did it. Like, just do it. That Nike yeah, <laughs> mentality. Yeah. All right, coach. And uh, I, I, um, I took off because I, I normally would run the 220. Mm -hmm. Ran the 220. The second half, I was like slower. But I came, that heat, I, I won. She walks up. She's like, you could own this race, right? And I was yeah. like, I, was like I, I couldn't even talk. Yeah. I was ready to throw up. Right. Well, that's that's <laughs> a sign that you performed well, that you really pushed <laughs> yeah, it. So congratulations. Go. Yeah. I was going to so ask you if you threw up because I'll tell a funny story about that later. Uh, but yeah. But she said, um, I, I want you to run the the uh, last um, leg of the of mile the below. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, I can't. I'm going to throw up. I can't do it. And she's like, of course you can. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. this is 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical. Physical, you just show me you can do it, but yeah. you have to want it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and you have to grab it. So she I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can't. I can't. She goes, OK. And she walks away. And and then, you know, you know how yeah. it is. Well, she was couple dropping minutes the gauntlet. Later, yeah. Well, she, the, her walking yeah. away is the total yeah. gauntlet dropping. Oh, like, my God. Totally. Now you're going to do it. <laughs> your coach is going to be disappointed <laughs> in you. And, oh, I can't be a loser. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. So a couple of <laughs> minutes later, I, I, I run up to her and I go, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. And she looked at me and she goes, I got someone else. Missed opportunity. Boom. And I was like, 
oh my God, like I didn't even know what to say. Yeah. And she, she, she walked away. But that stuck with me. Yeah. It sort of is that opportunities all around you, mm-hmm. pay attention, yeah. it, but you yeah. have to grab it, right? Even if it's like dropped in your lap, you still have to grab it yeah. and do something with it. Yeah. And that stuck with me. And one of the partners as well, at the public accounting firm, they all taught us, uh, came in and taught us what their specialty was, right? And one guy comes in and his specialty was networking. Mm -hmm. And part of what he said is you take all your, you take your personal life and you take your professional life and you meld it together. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear today that, oh, this is how you separate it. Well, he says you meld it together. together, Your clients become your friends and your friends become your clients. And it was sort of this this idea of your keep your antennas up at all times mm-hmm. because opportunities all around you. Yeah. And it was that moment where I thought of my coach, I heard what he was saying, and yeah. it was one yeah. of those moments And you leaned where, over and, and retched. <laughs> <laughs> Were you in that room? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. It was yeah. it was truly that that moment for me early on in my career that was like, okay, anything that comes up I got to take it. I got to grab it if it's something that that hits at the core of what I want to do. So I would say that that those two people early on in my life, um, in my career, really have made a profound impact on how I approach different situations, for sure. Those are are great experiences and really valuable lessons to learn, especially in the case where you missed the chance to do it. I mean, that's the thing. I think oftentimes we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes because they hurt more. I mean, it's yeah. fun to win the race. And you're like, yeah. yay, good. But then you're instantly thinking about what's the next race to win, mm-hmm. right? What can I do to, mm-hmm. to you know, exceed the current mm-hmm. level? Yeah. And it's, it's easier, right, to, to go after that way. But when you fail, when you lose, when you get beat, it, yes. it, you, you take it personally. Um, and it means a lot more, I think, when you're able to sort of regroup and then go back and, and succeed where you once failed before. I totally agree. Yeah. I have a, um, I, I have a fairly, I'll say a fairly new philosophy that, mm-hmm. that um, the way I look at things, I, I'm, I'm very goal oriented, right? But there's this, I, I'll call it new, because uh, I haven't talked about it as much publicly, but I find myself talking more and more about it depending upon who, who the audience is. And this, this new concept for me of fear setting. Okay. And so you actually, because I love to be challenged, I have a, there's something ingrained in me that if I'm not learning something every day, (laughs) you know, if I'm not being challenged every day, which is something we do with our customers as well, by the way, but but if I'm not personally doing that, um, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm missing something, right? I'm wasting time or something. So fear setting, really focusing on what you fear the most and addressing that. I, I'd say that one of the, um, so one of the things that, that used to, and I look back in my career and I see that I actually avoided it on multiple, multiple occasions, was public speaking. Okay. And it was this, this fear early on of, of public speaking. And I, there were opportunities that came up and I didn't grab those. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like at the times when I needed to start to do that, I, I failed. Um, certainly in my mind, um, at the level of where I should have been at that part of my career. And so had I addressed that fear earlier on, I think I'd be, you know, leaps and bounds um, from where I am today. So it's it's this one thing about fear setting. What do you fear the most? Uh, And really just hitting it head on. Go and tackle it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, well, it's, it's a great way to, to, to force yourself to, to keep fresh, right? Mm-hmm. To keep current and to keep yourself moving forward. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite thing, I'll yeah. just say really quickly, yeah, no. is, um, 
is Steve Jobs, uh -huh. right? And every Steve Jobs is like everybody's favorite, but particularly on the presentation and the um, really having this amazing narrative, this amazing story, you know, mm -hmm. business stories, and be able to make them so personal. And he would come off incredibly comfortable and yeah. mm -hmm. casual, but yet so passionate. He rolled all of that passion into yeah. his presentations. And it just made you want to watch him, right? Yeah, well, it just was, made you attach to his products. Absolutely, right? he was, I mean, he was a masterful marketer, right? Yes. And that's, and that's the thing about uh, the thing I've always respected about him most. I mean, more than anything else, he was really good at doing things that you've actually had on today too. Surrounded himself with people that were really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, really good at the stuff he wasn't, mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's what we're all supposed yes. to do, uh, and then leverage the heck out of that yeah. uh, to make him. Self even better at the things that he was really good at because mm -hmm. right? it's what he could because he could focus all his attention right. on it. And it, it's and and you know he did that for as many years as he did. And right. It's no wonder he became the, right. the presenter he was and was able to bring that that uh, level of not just maturity and presentation and, but that level of comfort and yeah. ease and. Yeah. Well, you know how else he got that is he practiced. He practiced a boatload, exactly. He, he would practice for 40 hours, is, is what I read. 40 hours. Yeah, for, for an hour-long presentation. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And he would do it in front of his family at dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really about, you know, getting comfortable presenting and articulating his thoughts. And I, I had that as well as... Um, Warren Buffett's comments about like wanting to throw up before he <laughs> he went out and and spoke publicly years yeah. ago, yeah. of course. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay, so this is this, you know this is normal, yeah. right? Yeah. And and it's about tackling mm -hmm. those. But looking at someone who you thought, oh, that's just so easy for them, and yeah. you realize, guess what? He's human too, and yeah. he's gone through that path. And anyway, so that was one of those totally inspirational, you know, people. Although I'll I'll add one more back to your question on inspirational yeah, people. Please is um, my co-CEO, Tom. And um, I don't tell him this, so hopefully he, he doesn't watch this. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure that we block it from his, from his computer. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, he is also someone that I think it brings so much passion. And this is why I think that we've been together for over, you know, over a dozen years, is he brings so much passion to helping the customer mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? And really, truly teaching and sharing all of his trading know-how. Um, and and without um, without hesitation, right? And full transparency, mm -hmm. and that to me is such a beautiful thing on so many levels. That um, you know, that's why when this the whole idea of this started to form, yeah. uh, it was uh, I couldn't pass up you know that opportunity yeah. to really truly um, lock you know lock arms with them and partner with them. Um, and then later, I, I wanted to add in bringing this to a younger demographic. Mm -hmm. So, and we did do that as well, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that's actually a really interesting segue into a, sort of a bit of a discussion about customers and customer relationships mm -hmm. and how do you nurture and guide and grow them. And you know, for for anyone that's listening that doesn't know the world of trading well, that's fine. You don't need to understand trading to, to understand what Chrissy just said is super important. And that is that you know, Tom took a bit took an industry and took a, a, a trade a practice. That is, that has been traditionally very closed, very sort of guarded and buttoned up. And the reason why is because if you're an active trader, day-to-day -day trading is a zero-sum game. I'm going to win today, if, or I should say if I win today, it means someone else lost today. Now, over the long haul, it's a very different story, but when you're actively trading, it's much more of a zero-sum game. And so most professional traders, or even, even amateurs that are you know, truly doing it every single day, 
that aren't necessarily working for, for a professional institution. Um, that's the way they treat it. And so their strategies and their algorithms and their techniques, they, they guard them very closely because that's their meal ticket, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so y with Tasty Trade, you guys did something amazing, which is to take all this ridiculously powerful, valuable institutional knowledge and made it available. And you do it every day. As you said, eight hours a day, you do it a day, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. and it's not uncommon for you for, to see people on your shows who are like, normal guys and gals yeah. who are crushing it in the markets because mm -hmm. they've been avid followers of the programming yeah. and, and studying so long. Yeah. So you've created an amazing engagement network there for your customers and with mm -hmm. your customers yeah. that's, that's unparalleled, quite frankly, in the space. I'd love to hear about some of the secret sauce that helps sure. you guys to Oh yeah, absolutely. Model. So the one, one thing I'll say um, first is you're, you're spot on in terms of the industry. The financial mm -hmm. services industry is very, very siloed mm -hmm. and has been very protective when you think about it, about money yeah. in general, people mm -hmm. are protective over their money, totally makes sense, but um, but it, there's not a lot of sharing and not a lot of collaboration, right? And we sort of try to stay away from the stigmatism of financial education because there's a lot of companies out there going, hey, you know, pay me $30,000 and I'll show you how to make a million. Right. We actually provide all of our content for free. Mm -hmm. We give all of our content away for free. You can go watch it. You can go watch it on YouTube, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, tastytrade.com. It's all there. Um, yeah. Our new brokerage, tastyworks.com. Uh, which I'll talk about in a little bit yep. too, but yep. I. Uh, but when it comes down to sort of the core belief for us, it is that every decision we make is focused on the customer. And boy, do you sleep well at night when that's the case, mm -hmm. right? Everything we do is about um, not only helping the customer learn how to trade, but uh, you know, maneuver the markets and and and, but make their own decisions. It's the whole idea of teaching someone how to fish rather sure. than just handing them the fish, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's about clearing the noise and removing their fears, right? Because yeah. it's it's helping them focus on what they can control. Because anybody who tells you that they can actually um, predict what the market is going to do. Uh, you should run the other way as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. Because what we say every single day on air is that nobody can predict yeah. the market. And at one point, being a public company, we found that out. Yeah, we were sure. printing cash. And, and ultimately, when it came down to it, there are, um, the, our stock price was plummeting. I mean, it was also 2008. Everybody's right, stock right. was Everyone plummeting. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but the whole idea of that, there are too many factors that play into that stock price. Mm -hmm. um, so there's no way that you can actually predict it. So um, we teach you strategies around that mm -hmm. and using options and, and derivatives. So we share all that knowledge for free. The, the, the secret sauce or the, you know, that you referenced yeah. um, is about being accessible to your customers. It's about having a, an open line of communication, not one way, so you're not just surveying your customers. You have an open line of communication with your customers. Some of the best ideas come from our customers. I'm sure they do. And yeah. we have email, they can email any on-air talent, they can mm -hmm. email me, they can email support, and they can email anybody in the company. And you get the same type of service because it's about setting the standard that you treat the customers as if they're sitting right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And um, the, that's the reason we're there. We're there to share this knowledge with them. And um, so that's, you know, so that's one piece is having that two-way communication with them. Do you have anything, any, any fun sort of cultural things that you do as an organization to remind everybody that 
that the, of how you fill out the customer and what we do and how we do it for them? So I think for one, it's apparent because we're mm -hmm. on air all day all talking yeah. <laughs> about it, right? <laughs> right I right. mean, so it is a reminder every single day mm -hmm. to, to everybody. Um, I think one of the things that we've done really well is when we bring, when we bring people in for interviews, we also talk about our culture and our passion for what we do. That um, we also give individuals throughout the company opportunities to contribute because they you want they want to come into work too and feel yeah. like they can make a difference and as well yeah, at every at every level right mm -hmm. and we've started out a, a lot of individuals coming through support because I think that's one of the most valuable places you could start anywhere no matter what your job is yeah. having some time that you spend having that interaction with customers sort of changes the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I loved it, our CTO, who's also been with us, so so that, that idea of team. Mm -hmm. um, he used to be the CTO for um, for uh, Thinkorswim, Linwood, Linwood Ma. So he, uh, he at one point took his developers and, and cycled them through support as well. Because when you're building features and functionality, if you can hear it from the customer, it's yeah. great for us to you know trudge into the <laughs> into the the dev circle and say, hey, this is what we need. But when they're hearing the customers right. and the need and why, and they hear it directly from them, it's so powerful. Oh, absolutely, it's totally it's a it's a totally different experience for your product teams to hear the feedback directly yeah. uh, versus hearing it indirectly through a salesperson or yes. through a, a support person or else mm -hmm. who is hearing and repeating what they're being told, but it always comes with that with, with their filter or through their mm -hmm. filter, I should say. Yes. Right? And there's Any communication. Say. Oh, of course, absolutely. Right? <laughs> everything gets filtered through your personal yeah. filter, right? Yeah. And we all hear and view everything slightly differently. And so yeah. it's important. Yeah, well, that's one of the, uh, I, I, I applaud you for the best practice because it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. Get, yeah. your, get, get everybody in front of the customer whenever you can. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's so important. Yeah. The, um, yeah. But the other thing too about, um, about taking uh, our product. This mm -hmm. is the other thing that I think really matters when it comes to um, customer focus mm -hmm. and also what you do with your company. If, if you as leaders are using your own product, your ability to better understand the needs of a customer when you're the customer oh, yourself absolutely. can make all the difference in the world. It's so interesting, um, and Tom says this too. Um, we've had this conversation of just when there are other CEOs that you ask them about using their own product, and they're like, "Well, no," or yeah. <laughs> or blows I, my I don't, mind every too, time I hear it. I'm like, too. "What? How is that possible?" Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's but I think that, um, and again across the board, we actually encourage everybody at the firm to trade mm -hmm. so that they do understand how their job fits into what we do. Mm -hmm. And we've had, um, so talking about bringing employees through support, we've had a number of um, a number of people coming through support that ended up having their own show uh, and learning how to trade. Mm -hmm. A number of the, uh, we've done this a, a handful of times where we've taken a veteran trader and married them with a, a, a young, person who does not know trading at all, never yep. been introduced to trading, and really teach them. So it's called where, the Where Do I Start series. Mm -hmm. And um, we now, as this one that we're currently doing is ending, we're starting a new one with a guy who actually is older. All of his kids are moved out of the house. He's, he's not a trader, but he is going to become one. But he's and older so, now. But yeah. he's older now. Yeah. So sort yeah. of a different stage of his life. Yeah. And the beauty of this series is about, again, transparency. So this, the, um, the person learning is, yeah. 
is speaking from the heart of what they're really thinking. And what we've found with this series is customers go, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. And thank you so much for that. Yeah. And so I was going to say, my, my father will be the first subscriber to that show. Yeah, when, there you go. Perfect. He's, uh, he's in that, at that point where that's what he does now. Yeah. And I keep telling him, you got to go to Tasty Trade, Dad. Keep going. But, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. We're starting, we're starting yeah. that one uh, in a week. Yeah, very <laughs> cool. That's very cool. So um, we're, uh, we're running a little bit short on time, but I do have a couple more questions for you, if you don't mind sure. um, uh, getting your brain picked a little bit more. Um, so it's been a 13-year evolution uh, with your team at Tasty Trade, and uh, over the, what was it, maybe a few months ago, you guys launched a new business, yes. uh, sidecar business, if we want to call it that. Um, can we spend a couple minutes on that, and then mm-hmm. maybe just sort of what the inspiration was for you guys when you looked, when you sat back and said, okay, how do we continue to grow, and how do we continue to push the market in new directions? Yeah. I'd love yeah. to hear that. A- absolutely, um, and it's a great question, and it's something that, um, again, goes back to the core of what we believe. Um, so we started uh, Tasty Trade uh, six years ago, yeah, so, yeah. so 2011. Mm-hmm. And during that process, we built the content. And a couple years into that, we said, this feels one dimensional. You know, We need more control over the trading technology mm-hmm. because we want to make this more visual. We want to actually, um, and that's where I wanted to tap into a younger demographic, sure. right? So there were multiple reasons why we created front-end trading technology. And then it hooked back into a brokerage on the back end, right? Um, but that way we could display it, we could we could make changes quickly mm-hmm. when we needed and wanted to. Again, all for the customer, right? Mm-hmm. For the customer benefit. Um, but then we got to a point where we're like, okay, so we control the content, we control the front-end technology, but we're not controlling the full customer experience. And so over that course of time, we're like, we, we need to take that leap back into the brokerage, the brokerage world to, to be able to control that customer experience because our, um, our expectations and, and l- our level of customer service is so high yeah. and goes so deep that, that was our, we felt like that was our only way to really control that full experience. Well, and, to, and to create that truly differentiated mm-hmm. service. And so once, once you hand that off to another broker, regardless of the relationship that you have with that organization, right. it's different. It's a wall. And it, now it's now your customer becomes their customer, and that's okay. But I can right. totally see why yeah. and how you'd want to continue to own that relationship because it's a repeat thing. And your the mm-hmm. customer journey, mm-hmm. right? If I'm a Tasty Trade client, yeah. is hopefully it's infinite, right? I mean, well, mm-hmm. nothing's infinite, but hopefully it's you know 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years because right. I'm going to learn and trade and get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. But when I execute the trade, I'm not done. I'm coming back tomorrow mm-hmm. to learn about more and yeah. keep thinking. So, but you're spot on because yeah. there's a regulatory wall that sure. we're not even allowed to see yeah. what's yeah. on the other side. So it was, mm-hmm. it was. You're exactly right. It's having and helping through that whole customer journey, and we've 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 um, one of the things, one of the core beliefs that. Uh, we teach is about anything you want to get good at, Mm -hmm. you need to practice, right? And so we teach them to trade small and trade often. And when we couldn't control the fees either on the back end, that you can't have a philosophy that ultimately is going to, going to be hard for your customer to actually do. Right, so or when that's we, so expensive. Again, for people exactly. that are trading, when you trade, you're paying fees that's what I to mean, trade. Yeah. And so if you're trading a lot small, mm-hmm. well, you're paying a lot more fees and you're going to not get as great returns yeah. or even worse losses. And it becomes Very a well articulated, no, no but that you're trade, spot right? on. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so being able to provide the content, provide the technology, and now the appropriate fees to match our trade small, trade often 
we now have the sort of the the full circle full life cycle yeah. yeah it's awesome yeah so it's yeah. great we love what we do yeah well as you should and, and and it comes through in everything you say not just here but every time i see you you're just you're bubbling over with enthusiasm <laughs> and excitement about the business which is exactly what you want so again it's super fun to have you here and it's fun to watch you guys continue to build this business christy you're an amazing person thanks Hi. for joining thank us thank you today. so much yeah. thanks for having me on of i course. really enjoyed it you know, thanks for coming